to the official episode four, finally, I know, long overdue, but welcome to episode four of the Traveling Career Girl podcast. I am your host, Miss Taylor Snyder, and yeah, I've been gone for about a month, probably longer. Is it longer? Oh shit, yeah, it's totally longer. More like a month and a half. So yeah, first of all, I want to apologize to all of you for really just taking so long to get another one of my little episodes out because I do hear you and I do see you and I know I'm really well loved and I know people love listening to whatever the fuck I have to say for whatever reason so I'm for that I'm so grateful again I can't say it enough every single episode but there's been a lot of stuff happening in my life so all good things it's all real just positive stress, if that makes any sense. So, um, let's talk about it. Uh, let's see what's been going on in my life. So, uh, let's see. So last time I chatted with you guys, I had more of a heart to heart episode. I was in Philadelphia. I was wrapping up my tour, um, which was about, I'd say it was about a month and a half long or so at the end of that. So after, I finished up my little stint in Philly. Um, I bopped around to a couple other cities. I know that. I think I went to Chicago. And then I was flown back out to Washington, D.C. by someone I know very well. And I was there for a couple days. And then I went... And then I went home. And then after I was home, then I... This month... This past month has been, like, the month of like fly me to use for me because like I don't know I've been going all over the place so I I also went to uh San Francisco I got flown out to San Francisco then I got flown out to Iowa of all places which um one of my listeners actually the gentleman who flew me out to Iowa is actually one of my listeners so if you're listening to this hey babe here's your shout out <laughs> Um, so I def I went out to Iowa actually twice, uh, this past month, which was cool. It was the first time I've ever been in the state of Iowa. Um, and I wish there was more to do. I wish there was more to see because every time I've been there, it's like, it's been very short and brief, but, um, what I was able to see looked cute. So hopefully I get to go back. Um, and then, uh, let's see. So now where am I? I am currently in Portland, Oregon, of all places. So, and if you know me, you know that me and Portland have a sordid history. Um, But I've been enjoying being here. I've been here for about four days already, and I'm not really here, um, you know, being the traveling career girl that I am. Um, I am, I am available for it up here, but it's not my main cause why I'm here. So, um, 
I would love to tell you more about what I'm doing and what I'm creating. It is very exciting and to just be able to actually be at this point and see things finally coming together and falling into place and getting created and like watching all of my thoughts finally come into a physical form. Like it's just really exciting. And, um, I guess I'll tell you a little bit more. I mean, I think I, I think that I kind of touched on this in like episode like one or two, but, um, someone had asked me a question regarding like, Oh, you should start a merch line. And so, this is that merch line. Um, it's not really a merch line for the pod, but it's just going to be a brand in itself. This podcast that I'm doing, like, this has always been just kind of like, just, you know, my verbal diary vomit, like that, that I know that people like, you know, crave and love to hear. I mean, it's like people, people crave and desire like just genuine unfiltered content these days. And so, who better to give you that than me? <laughs> I'm just like the most unfiltered person. Um, but yeah, so anyways, in a nutshell, yeah, I am working on a on on a full brand and I am very confident that it will be well loved by all of you. So um I'm hoping that this will be available for purchase internationally, um, come, oh gosh, I would safely say by the latest of summer 2023, because I'm not just releasing like, you know, a t-shirt with an iron-on logo on it. Like I'm, I'm going to have stuff. So I hope you're excited. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's what's been going on. That's why I'm here in Portland. And then, um, so I'm here until Friday. Today's Wednesday. So uh, um, this podcast, I'll probably try to upload it. I'll probably try to upload it on Sunday, along with probably a couple other episodes. I I think I'm just going to end up spam uploading uh, a few episodes of my pod. Uh, just because it's been so long overdue, and I know you guys will love it. So you'll probably have about three hours worth of content this weekend, um, at least. But, um, so yeah, I'll upload this on Sunday. But So in the interim, I'll also be, um, I'll also finally have my first guest interview on the pod. And I have no problem saying uh, the person's name now and all that shit, because this is happening, it's happening, it's happening. So, um, I will be interviewing my, uh, basically the person that is going to help me bring this entire brand to physical form. And, uh, so yeah, so I will be interviewing, uh, my friend Colton Helfrecht, who also known as Colty PDX here in Portland. And he is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous uh, leather designer. He makes all kinds of uh, products that are made out of genuine leather, and uh, he is 
just so talented. And I've walked in a couple of his fashion shows uh, over the years when I lived in Portland and uh, that were a part of Fashion Next up here. And he is just such a blessing to have in my life. And I love him. And I think he is just so full of creativity and ideas and opinions and thoughts just like me. So who better than to interview the person that I'm creating something so special with. So I will have that episode available as well this weekend. Um, I'm super excited for that. And I just, I'm, I'm excited to just finally start talking about it more. Um, you know, I, I, I have this, uh, this thought, it's a very common thought, but it's like, you know, you don't want to speak too much about what you're doing. Um, because if you do, then sometimes that'll drag you down or sometimes people will hear it and they'll, you know, only wish for your, you know, uh, unsuccess. Your, your, they only wish for your downfall. So I'm being very particular about how I'm saying things and what kind of information I'm throwing out into the universe. I don't want, you know, I'm being very guarded, very protected right now. So, so, and then, um... So after this, so this weekend, I'm actually heading up to Seattle now. And um, I'm going to be going up there to spend some time with a couple of my girlfriends. Uh, one of my girlfriends, who is also a listener, uh, Miss Heather, Heather Ann. I'm going to go and visit her at her new apartment that she just got not too long ago. And gonna spend some little quality time with her and my other girlfriend Amanda who is also a listener hello to you both and we're gonna go and see some sights in Seattle and then and then after that I fly home for the holidays so and um it's been really good at home um so that's also been part of the reason why I've been kind of radio silent um just because there's a lot of stuff that I've been dealing with in my personal private family life, um, which I'm actually going to open up a little bit about with this episode. So, um, basically, I did have permission from my dad to kind of touch on this a little bit and without getting too, too deep into his own personal journey that he's been going through, I did really want to talk about just the system of trying to get sober if you're an addict or something like that. And, you know, I by no means am I, do I consider myself an addict? Because, um, you know, I've always, you know, I'm very vocal about being very involved and, you know, casual things and, you know, drinking and all kinds of stuff. Like, that's never been an issue for me. I've always been able to hang and socialize with people and under those circumstances. But, um, you know, some people can. And, you know, and I mean, as far as me is concerned, like, you know, I haven't personally been drinking much or doing anything much past smoking a joint, uh, for months now. It's been really, I, I've, I've had no desire 
really to involve myself in cocaine or any other kind of social casual drug, like even drinking. I just, I just have no desire. I have no desire to wake up hungover the next day. I have no desire to be around people that are always around that shit. Like, it's just not part of my being anymore and really hasn't been. I made a lot of serious changes over the summer and, you know, that started with hair color and weight loss and, you know, like, here I am now and I have an entirely different mindset now. So, um, and I'm kind of grateful that I do have this new mindset because of my dad. And so let me, let me start with this whole thing. So since September, right? So it's been around there. And I, I, so I've, I've been dealing with this since the last time that I recorded a podcast. So, and I just wasn't speaking about it because it's just not something that you really want to talk about really just because it's it's taboo I mean that's touchy and like it's really personal but um yeah so in a nutshell my dad um my dad was a hardcore drug addict is a hardcore drug addict he's been sober though for about a love a hundred day or a little over 110 days now and um he struggled for about 14 years with very heavy substances, um, methamphetamine being the main one. So for 14 years, my dad really just kind of was spiraling. And for personal reason, other reasons that have, you know, that have happened within my family that I'm not going to touch on those details, but, um, it really got my dad kind of like whatever was going on in our family really got my dad fucked up. And, um, so, and he really had no coping skills. And so he kind of just was homeless and using drugs for about, I believe it was like 13 years. Um, really honestly, ever since I graduated high school, it was around that time. Like everything was just kind of, everything was just, starting to crumble a little bit and uh yeah so he's really struggled and one day in September uh I got a phone call I was on the road I believe and he's like hey like he calls me up and he says hey I'm tired and I think I'm finally ready to chill and get sober and get my life together and over the years, I've helped my dad um, a few other times where, like, he'd be like, oh, I can't stand it here. I need to get out of here. Was He was living in a terrible spot um, somewhere in the high desert, like north of Palm Springs. And so it was just, it's just, you know, it's meth towns out there. Like, it's gross. So he, And so whenever he would call me up and he'd be like, hey, I need to get out of here, you know, if I'd go out and I'd go pick him up. And then he'd tell me that he was sober. And then you know, two weeks into him just trying to get a break, staying at my house or something, you know, then something would fucking happen. Something would trigger him and he'd get all bitchy and angry. And then he'd be like, I'm ready to go back to the desert. And I'd have to drive him back to the desert. And just the vicious cycle would start all over again. And I'm not going to force someone to 
get help. You know, you can't, you can't help people that don't want help for themselves. And at that time, my dad did not want help for himself. Um, so when he called me in September and I heard him say that and I hear the tone in the voice, like, you just know that this time is different. So, um, this time has been totally different. And this is my, my dad's, like I said, my dad has about over 110 days clean now and out of, out of almost 13, 14 years that many days is like huge. So I'm so proud of my dad and I could not be more happy about where everything is at right now with him. But the problem that I'm dealing with <laughs> that is a good, a, a stress, it's a, it's a stress, it's annoying stress, but it's all positive stress and stress that is needed for all the right reasons in my life. Like, so my dad, so like I said, my dad was, homeless for a while and so when he told called when he called me up and he said he needed to be picked up like I immediately I was like okay dropped everything flew home went picked him up and brought him to my house and for those of you who aren't aware um I live with my mother and my younger brother who is also 12 years old and um so I in a sense I am kind of like supporting my family to a degree and they know it and everyone knows it. And like, I have no problem with that. Like, you know, family is family. Like, so you're going to do whatever you can for family. And I know that there's a lot of queer people out there and a lot of just people in general out there that are not close with their family. So they can't necessarily relate, but I, being who I am, being a transgender sex worker that supports family, like I am surprised and shocked and also happy and blessed that I have such a supportive family. Like I said, it, and like I said in the past, like it's never been all sunshine and daisies, but today, like it's great. So, um, so my dad came to my house and he's been, he's actually still at my house while I'm not there. I mean, while I'm in Portland, I'm, He's in my house. He's, you know, so, and we're trying to get him into a rehab now. Um, so I was successful in getting him into these treatment centers, right? So, but, but mind you, I have to, I have to, you know, go back a little bit. Mind you, my dad was homeless. I've said it a million times already. And, uh, so because of that, he never, and because of his use, he never really took getting a state ID serious, getting ins medical insurance serious, getting any kind of additional assistance from the government. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that, that he could have done to help improve his situation. But because of the use, you know, people don't think like that. And um, so I, in September, I got all of that situated because how else am I supposed to afford to send him into a rehab if there's no insurance? You know how much, do you know how much a monthly, how much it is per month to send someone to a rehab? I asked, I asked one of these places. I was like, how much is it cash? I'm like, because if this is going to expedite the process, like I'll pay cash. How much is it? Just tell me. I'm sitting here thinking like, it's going to be like, maybe like $4,000. No, it's like $12,000 a month. And I was like, well, all right, I, that's not happening. But 
yeah, it's expensive. So I needed to get him set up with insurance. So I took him down to social services, got Medi-Cal all set up. At least I thought I got Medi-Cal all set up. And it's just been a process. And, like, it's just so much. It's really fucked up because, like, there's just so much bureaucratic red tape bullshit in the medical field. Like, people are out here dying needing help like literally seriously need need serious help like my dad needs fucking he needs to relearn all kinds of fucking social and coping skills that he has unlearned over the last 13 years like like and so what like so these places are available to help people get you know sober and reacclimated into society um and in um in in rehab language they're they're called dual diagnosis centers so they're you know for people who have you know some mental health stuff and then also who struggle with addiction and that's exactly what my dad needs so yeah right now we're on a waiting list and hopefully he'll have i i to my to my knowledge i think that there's going to be a bed availability right after christmas so i mean in a sense, I'm grateful that, like, my dad gets to spend Christmas with us. This is the first time I'm going to be... A- that all of us have been able to celebrate the holidays together. Like, as a whole, whole family. So, and I could not be more happy about that. But I know my dad... And my dad says it every day. My dad, like, he's struggling. Like, he really wants to just get this process going already. Um... You know, like he's, he really just wants to, he really just wants to get into a rehab. He doesn't really care where at this point, but like, you know, I'm being, me, me being me, I'm the one who's being kind of particular about like, you know, where I send him because there was one rehab that I already tried to send him off to. It was called, I have no problem naming this place because they're absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, so I tried to send my dad into this rehab called Tarzana Treatment Center. And it was located in Tarzana. It's actually a chain um, rehab center, but they have like a lo- their main location is in Tarzana in the valley. Um, and then uh, they also have another look, a couple other locations in Long Beach, um, closer to where I live. And um, yeah, like when I, so he got accepted in there. There was a bed availability. So we sent him over to Tarzana, not the one in Long Beach. So I just, inconvenience my life even more but so I drove up there and we get there and um when we get there uh there's people literally using drugs and drinking right there on the doors uh, right there on the steps of the rehab and I'm just like I'm also looking around and I'm like observing around the front of the rehab and it's just like there's there's there was sketchy people just hanging out like right out front people that weren't checking in to go to rehab they were just hanging out out front and what I ended up finding out from some of these other people was that what these drug dealers will do is they will target these rehabs they will go these drug dealers would go up to the rehab and just wait out on the wait out on the steps waiting for these people to get discharged and then they'll hit them with hey you want a bag like after being in a facility for 3 months 
and you hit someone with that level of temptation, it's just so twisted and so fucked up and so lame. And so when I saw all this happening, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going here. I absolutely object. And not only that, like the staff that work at this facility, it was just, they were so impersonal and rude. And like, they were just like, they look at the, they look at the impatience, like a dollar symbol. Because, and I, I, and I understand to a degree that, you know, it costs money. Like I just said, like, you know, to send one person to rehab, it's about $12,000 a month. You got to think about, you know, all the doctors that they're speaking to, all the food, all the, the living expenses and, you know, the medication, if they have medications, like, you know, the doctor's visits, because you have to do inpatient doctor's visits because they're not going to send them out to a clinic. Like, you know, like all these things add up. So I understand why they look at these people kind of like dollar symbols. But in that same respect, these people are healthcare professionals. You should not be a healthcare professional if you're not taking people's mental and physical well-beings into consideration first above the dollar symbol. That's just without say. Like, it just nauseates me. It really it really makes me sick. So, but not only that, so so not only with this facility, did you know, were there people using on the steps and there were drug dealers out in front and the staff was absolutely horrible. Not only that, but they said, oh, well, we can't even accept him or take let him come in here without a piece of paper called a notice of action, which basically says that, like, oh, his insurance, his, his insurance was um, good for Los Angeles County. And I, we forgot the paper. Like, it's, it was just a little piece of paper. And you would think that, like, you know, in the year 2022, going into 2023, that somehow we would have like a reliable like charting system for places like this or a reliable computer an, a reliable network where you'd be able to like you know pull up someone's medical status with ease without having to involve little pieces of printout paper like it just it makes no sense to me so but whatever so we didn't have that piece of paper so he didn't get in there and so after that happened I was so pissed and I was like driving all over LA and then went back to social services office and then we finally got that paper and then after that after we got the paper we called them back and we're like okay we got the paper and they're like oh well you actually missed your intake time which was earlier that morning and so like, okay, well now we can't take you because we gave your bed away. Like, okay, so you're going to give the bed away within hours. Don't even give me the opportunity to get the paper. Don't even get me, like, so it's all, it's just nonsense. They're just trying to get people in there to detox, to get money. It's just, and, and then like, and you know what the crazy part is, is that every single rehab, they all make their money when, patients go in to detox. So when I say detox, like, you know, that means you still have drugs kind of in your system because you know how drugs take so much time to leave your system. Alcohol takes so much time to leave your system thoroughly. And like, same, like especially for like, you know, people who are addicted to heroin and stuff like a, 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 de- a detox could take, fuck, up to like a week or two. So, um, and it's not fun. But, um, 
yeah, and they were trying to tell my dad that he needed to go into a detox too. And that was the other crazy thing because mind you, my dad has built up over 110 days of sobriety. And that was also a fucking hurdle that we were facing because, because so how, how this works, right? Okay, so you cannot have so much sobriety under your belt and expect to just be welcomed into a rehab. So, like I said, these rehabs make their money when you go in for detox. Well, my dad has 110 days of sobriety, so he doesn't need to detox. He's already thoroughly detoxed off of meth. Like, I think it takes, like, maybe a, like a, maybe a week or two to get, you know, detox off drugs like that. And, um, I mean, of course, I'm sure he's still, like, you know, in a recovery process because, you know, 13 years of damage, you know, that's going to do a number on your brain. So, and the brain still does recover. But um, because he had so much sobriety under his belt, he was starting to get told by some other places, like, you're not eligible because you already have so much sobriety and you're doing great. Like, you don't need us. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, we actually do need you. Like, there's a whole other list of fucking shit that he needs to fucking help, he needs help with, needs to relearn. So that was, that in itself was just fucked up. It's like, you can't tell someone that was a drug addict for most of their life and a using, an active addict for 13 years, you can't tell them like, oh, you got, you got, you got 100 days? Okay, great. Like, No. So they make rehabs that, you know, can last upwards of a year, even longer. And they'll like, you know, it's a so it's like kind of like a sober living house, but it's more of a rehab. And um, it just it gets you reacclimated into society. Um, they they teach you they teach they you know, they, they help get you set up like, you know, with disability or going to a trade school or getting your license again, like and, and actually like helping you get helping you get set up for success. So, but it's like, oh, you can't go in if you have too much sobriety? Like, I don't understand that. And the only reason why he has 100 days sobriety is because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for a bed to be available. Like, the only reason he's sober is because he's been living in me and my with me in my house. And there's no drugs there. That's the only reason. So... Miss me with, you don't need us anymore. Miss me with that entirely. But so anyways, ever since I started here, we started hearing that from like some rehabs, we've just been like, okay, well, fuck that shit. Like we're going to like, no, like, and so I, 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 and so I've, I've actually been on the phone with these rehabs with my dad. I'm very involved, obviously, but so I would tell these people, I'm like, oh, okay. So you're telling me, so if I, if I go out and I, if I tell my dad, Hey dad, let's go to a bar. I'm going to buy you a fucking cocktail and I'm going to light up a joint for you. Are you, is he eligible to come in then? And then they have the audacity to tell me, oh, well, yeah, actually. Like that makes him eligible. So a cocktail and a joint, light up, dad. Let's go get a cocktail. And that's exactly what I did actually. And so after, so I did actually give my dad a cocktail and I did light him a joint and he smoked it and he drank it. And I will continue to do that every week at least once until he gets into a fucking rehab center because if that's how fuck if that's the fucked up reality of these rehabs and the medical system and just trying to help people get 
their lives together, then so be it. So that's what I, that's, so that's what we're doing right now. I, I, you know, I'm having a cocktail and I'm smoking a joint with my dad every once in a while and making sure that he's still eligible to go to rehabs. And so far we have a bed availability, a bed availability on the 27th. So that I'm grateful for. Um, but yeah, but it has been really nice to be able to really just chill and spend time with my family as a whole. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's really good. And I, and I'm very optimistic for this next chapter for my dad. I think like, you know, going into the new year, I think it's just going to be really good for him. I'm ready to have my dad back. So it's been a really long time. Um, but yeah, so that, this is literally why I've been radio silent for the last month. You know, there's been a lot on my plate. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. This is all fabulous, great, amazing things that are happening in not only my life, but the people that are in my life. And, um, yeah, I'm just happy it's all finally coming to a conclusion. Because... Girl, let me tell you, I love my dad. I love my mom. I love my family. But I can only take care of... I I can only make someone else number one for so long in my life. And right now, my dad's been number one since September. And I'm just like, all right, I want to go back to me being number one now. So, but... Because you can't help others if you can't help yourself. But I'm, like I said... I'm doing great. And I'm still managing to find time to work on the important things that mean a lot to me, like my brand and, you know, being able to go and travel to certain places and, you know, continue to continue, continue to be the doll, you know? So, um, I'm also super just happy to be, you know, more, you know, in more words or less, I hate, I don't even want to call myself sober, but cause I'm not sober. Because, you know, like I said, you know, if, if, there's, if there's a little tish laying around, of course, you know, I might, I might, I might want to smell, see how she smells. And, you know, like if there's a cocktail laying around, I might want a little sip. So, but I'm more aware and I'm more like, I, I restrain myself a lot more with this shit. And, um, you know, I go, I, I'm more sober thinking, especially being around everything that I'm around like it's hard not to think sober which I'm totally grateful for too so yeah on that note um let's see so what am I doing tonight though tonight I am heading out in Portland and I'm going to go have a cocktail (laughs) but um I'm gonna go meet up with some of my friends Miss Colty's going out with me um I'm going to go see my other good friend who works at Rebel Rebel here in Portland. Her name is Ann Pine. And this is your shout out. Hello. And my friend Atlas, who is the host of this particular night. She hosts the karaoke night at Rebel Rebel every Wednesday. God, I'm having such a tongue twister problem today. Um, she hosts the karaoke night at Rebel Rebel every, every Wednesday in Portland. So I'm going to go do that. And probably see a couple other people that I probably know all that jazz um yeah so I'm just ready for the new year bitch I'm excited for all the 
things coming my way and all the things that are coming for everyone else's way. Everyone in my life has some really awesome changes and things coming up. And I'm so happy and so grateful. And not just my dad, just like even my friends, like my good girlfriend, Jade, like she's got a lot going for her right now. Jade, if you're listening to this, I love you. So yeah, it's just all good things. But, and I hope that all of my fine listeners out there are going through just the same, just all positive changes and all growth. So that's all I can hope for anyone. Um, I really just wanted to touch on like the sobriety shit and all the, the, it's, so, it's just, it's so, it's so prominent in my life right now. It's really hard to not talk about it, which is why I also haven't really been talking or making podcasts and stuff is because like, you know, who really wants to sit and hear about sobriety? But then when you really think about it, like I've been paying attention to like what a lot of my other like people that I follow and other acquaintances and friends that I have on the internet, like everyone's posting about it too. Everyone's talking about how we're just preferring sobriety these days. And it's so good. I'm so happy to hear it. Like, cause you know, now I can finally hang out with my fucking sober friends. Like my friend, Anne, for instance, that works at Rebel Rebel. That's, she's a bartender. She's like, I don't even know how many years sober. She's like 13, 14, probably longer years sober. So, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know how she does it either because she hangs out with just all of us degenerates and she just sits and she can hang. I've never seen someone stay up to like four or five in the morning and just sit there with like a Red Bull and a vape in their hand. Like I've just, it's unbelievable to me. But yeah, so uh, anyway, um, yeah, so but moving forward, the podcasts are going to be, um, you know, hope, I'll hopefully have some more interesting topics to talk about. I know I will. Um, you know, for now, I'm just kind of keeping it like, you know, keeping keeping a really low profile. Um, and this is that's what I normally do around this time of the year anyway. You know, I always every single year of my life as an adult, really, um, I try to just kind of like duke out as much work as possible between the months of like. September and November just duke it all out and then I just don't do anything for like December through almost February I literally just kind of like sit at home and just rot and spend money and eat Postmates that's my life (laughs) um but uh yeah no so I'm not gonna yeah I'm gonna probably start touring again come Actually, honestly, I'll probably end up still traveling a couple places. I'll probably end up heading to Scottsdale, Arizona, um, in the end of January. Uh, so I go out there every year uh, around the same time. There is an international car show that I go to every year. I don't really go to the car show, but I'm in town for the show because... All of the wealthiest people in the world. I'm talking like people from overseas fly into Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's one of the most, it's one of the largest, it's the largest, uh, the largest uh, car auction in the world. Um, it's called Barrett, like I said, it's called Barrett Jackson. And uh, like some of like, there's just insane amounts of money. Like, I'm talking, like, as far as, like, you know, being a traveling career girl. There's insane amounts of money in Scottsdale around this time. So, 
The only problem is, is that it's ex exorbitantly expensive to stay there. So I'm contemplating on if I should or if I shouldn't go because I think hotels are like four or $500 a night. And that's just not the vibe that I'm going for in Arizona. So, but I don't know. If I know myself well, and I think I do, I think I'll still end up going. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then I'll resume touring probably in February. But um, this particular episode is probably going to be a little bit more short. It's just I really I really just needed to put something out there and just let you guys know like wh what's going on with me, what I've been doing, how I'm handling it. And letting you know that it's handled. So I'm good. I'm in a great headspace. I've never been happier in my life. Um, just, you know, duty calls. When a bitch is busy, a bitch is busy. So, but um, again, I hope everything is going well for all of you. Um, there will be additional episodes out this weekend, as I'm sure most of you can see, because I will have them already uploaded. I'm going to upload all of these all at once. So, um, and then I'll finally actually be able to, uh, fix up my YouTube channel a little bit, which is going to be great. Um, so I, after the new year, I'm going to finally start doing video podcasts. So I bought like a bunch of shit. I bought myself a new fucking laptop. I bought myself some new lighting. I bought myself a new fucking camera. Bought myself a new fucking microphone. Bought myself new fucking professional headphones. I spent like a lot of money on this shit. So I, because if I don't spend a lot of money on this shit, I'm not going to take it serious. So if I'm spending the money and if I'm hurting, then, you know, I'll be more motivated to actually like get the shit done. So, um, so yeah, so I won't, I don't have any issues with my laptop now, so I'll be able to, you know, upload all of the episodes in their entireties onto YouTube and I'll start having a YouTube channel and I'm going to be a lot more active on like TikToks and social media and stuff. I mean, you know, I hate as much as I fucking hate social media and uploading and having to do all that just to fucking stave and remotely relevant like in some way like it's just you, it's a necessary evil you got to do what you got to do and too many of us make money through the internet so but duty calls duty calls so yeah i'm gonna be uploading a lot more shit everywhere so be prepared to get sick of me here in a few months <laughs> um anyway well Thank you for tuning into this episode. I will continue to probably be a regular with uploading, but when I do upload, um, I'm going to make sure that they're worth the listen. So, and, um, I think you're, I think you guys are going to really enjoy, um, what me and Colty have to say, because me and Colty are going to talk about a, a bunch of different fucking crazy stuff, including conspiracy theories and all kinds of shit. So, and things that are relevant and that are happening right now, like, I mean, me and Colty are, like, kind of, like, down a rabbit hole with, like, all of this Britney Spears shit that's going on right now. Like, if you haven't been paying attention or if you've been living under a rock, like, Britney is still not free. So, on God, like, that bitch is not free. So, we'll talk a lot more about that in uh, Colty's episode, but, um... 
just a little warm up for what you're gonna get. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so I'm gonna finish up this episode. I'm gonna wrap it up. I know I'm. I know it's not as long as some of the other ones, but um, again, this was really just to kind of touch base with you guys. Um, if I do upload this early, maybe I will upload this early. Actually, I'll just upload this honestly. Maybe I'll just upload this like tomorrow. Yeah. All right. So this episode will be available Thursday and then there will be even more on Sunday. So I'll have a culty episode. And then I'm even thinking of having and recording another episode with my girlfriends that are up in Seattle and we could just like, you know, have a kiki moment. So talk about each other and whatever. Keep it interesting. Keep, keep some variety. Um, yeah. So this episode will be live on Thursday. So if you're hearing this, the announcement's already been made. <laughs> um, on that note, thank you for continuing to listen to me. Thank you for conti- continuing to support me. Thank you for continuing to think that I am interesting. And I love all of you guys that, you know, take the time out of your day to listen to me ramble. And um, I'm glad that you guys continue to find me entertaining. But on that note, I am Miss Taylor Snyder. This is episode four of the Traveling Career Girl podcast. And stay gorgeous until episode five. <laughs> okay, later, guys. Mwah.